All right, all right, all right. Let's talk about what you need to know for the INBDE exam. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the MDI Prep INBDE podcast, where we share actual topics that have appeared on the exam. As always, remember, these brief podcasts are just to introduce you to what appears on the exam and not intended to replace an actual study program. If you want a comprehensive program, a live interactive online class, visit us at www.mdiprep.online or give us a call at 1-888-827-9881. All of our classes come, come complete with everything you need to study. Now, today we have a special guest who's with us in studio. This is Dr. Marion. She has taken the INBDE exam and she's going to be sharing some valuable information about implants and questions that you might see on the INBDE exam regarding implants. So, everyone, let's welcome Dr. Marion to the group. Hello, Dr. Marion. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good, good. All right. So what are you going to be talking to us today about? Uh, I'm going to be talking about implants and uh, the question that does come up on the exam. All right. All right. Well, guess what? The floor is yours. So go get, take, take it away. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, uh, we all know that um, implant is an integral part of dentistry and it does pop up a lot on INBDE. And um, the thing that you really need to know for the INBDE is um, usually the healing period uh, for implants is from four to six months. And um, the temperature you want to reach when placing an implant is 47 degrees and you usually use low speed, high torque. And the thing that I really need to tell you also that the numbers you need to memorize by heart are um, three different numbers. The distance between implant and implant, which is three millimeters. And um, I saw it on my exam. And the distance between implant and tooth is 1.5 millimeter. And the distance between implant and the inferior alveolar nerve or any vital structure is two millimeters. So those things pop up on the exam. Yes, it oh, does. And okay. it's easy and... To, you just need to memorize it. Just easy points. Yeah. yeah. So you don't want to miss those. Okay, great. Okay. Um, one of the questions that um, uh, I did see it on my exam, and um, there was a lot of confusion about it on different social media, is what is the absolute contraindication of implant? And uh, the choices that I still recall uh, were osteoporosis, osteopenium, and smoking. Okay. There was another thing that I don't really recall. So, so what's that question again that they asked you on the exam? What is the absolute absolute contraindication of implant? Okay, got you. So, um, uh, if we go through the options, um, osteoporosis it is a contraindication, mm -hmm. but it's not an absolute. It's relative contraindication. Mm. Um, osteopenium it uh, it is the absolute contraindication. Okay, so that's the actual answer. Yeah. Okay, got that's you. Actually. All right. And uh, smoking, it does alter the healing, but it's not a contraindication. And speaking of smoking, I would like also to say something that it does come up on the exam, which is the nicotine stomatitis. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, they usually um, uh, do it with a photo where they explain a case mm -hmm. and they say, okay, what do you see in the photo? 
Ah, and okay. um, it's a very easy point to get also. So um, if you see, uh, if you see um, uh, red spots on a palette and um, surrounded by white spot, mm-hmm. uh, the red spot is the inflamed salivary duct openings. And um, it's called nicotine stomatitis. Ah, okay. So pretty easy point. Just, yeah. So basically with that, you just have to identify it through a, a picture. Yeah, okay. exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And um, also you need to know that it, it considered benign unless the smoking is reversed. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Um, there is another question that I still recall from my exam was... Um, The root form implant is what type of an implant? Okay. Root form. Yeah. Okay. And um, uh, maybe that will be a a little bit of a confusing question. Mm -hmm. Uh, The options were endosseous implant, subperiosteal, or transosseous implant. Oh, wow. So that's three different types. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Uh, what's the difference between the three types? Yeah, absolutely. So the difference is the endosseous implant um, are the ones that we usually use um, in the dental field. Mm-hmm. And there are um, two different types of the endosseous, root form and blade form. Okay. Um, the root form, that the one that's more popular. Uh, the blade form, they are flatter and we use it uh, when you don't have enough um, bone width. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And the other ones, the subperiosteal, we don't really use it in dentistry that much. Uh-huh. And uh, it's uh, below the periosteum, but it's above the bone. So it's, uh, yeah, it's mm. a different type of, um, of an implant. So that actual question, can you repeat the question that, yeah. that how, how they ask that question on the test? Yeah, so it will come out of the direct questions. It, uh-huh. will be, it, it will be like root form implant is a type of blank implants. Ah. And they will give you the options one of them is endosseous. Endosseous. So you just fill in a blank. The answer is endosseous. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, another thing also I would like to point out is um, which area of the mass had the highest failure rate in osseointegrations of dental implants. Okay. Okay. And uh, this is the maxillary, the posterior maxillary. Okay. Can you repeat that question one more time? Which area of the mouth uh-huh. has the highest failure rate in osteogration and osteointegration? Ah, okay. The highest re- highest failure rate yeah. of osteointegration. Yeah. Okay. Which is the maxillary posterior area. Ah. Why? Because it's type 4 implant, uh, it's type 4 bone, and we have very low density and the quality of bone in that area. Ah, okay. Yeah. On the other hand, what is the best place um, uh, for implant osteointegration mm-hmm. is the anterior mandible. Anterior mandible. So let me ask you this. So when you were taking the test and you were seeing these questions, right, did you think these questions were pretty easy? Well, um, there were like questions that I guess was easy, which are the ones that related to numbers. So it just one plus one equals two. So yeah, <laughs> right. you, you really need to just know the numbers and that's it. Right. Um, but the other ones that the absolute contraindication uh-huh. or like the, um, the other like uh, contraindications, I guess. Right, right. Okay. Uh, very now, tricky. Now you, you were in our March, in, you were in our MDI prep program in March, right? Yes. Okay, gotcha. So did you feel pretty prepared once you took the test? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. good. And, and just so everyone would know, yes, 
she took her test, and yes, she has passed her exam. Yeah. So we don't want you to think somebody's up here who hadn't passed their exam. <laughs> so um, if you had to guess uh, a percentage of how many questions on the exam were related to, say, implant, prosthodontics, just roughly, how, what percentage of questions um, or how many questions do you think you may have seen on the exam? Um, I guess maybe I've seen like 10 wow. questions. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a good number of questions. Yeah. So that's a, it, just think if 10 questions can mean the difference between passing and failing. Yeah. So if they could, you know, know those 10 questions, that would really help them. Yeah. And uh, I would say like there were some of them very direct questions that you can easily answer. Easily answer. Okay. Yeah. Well, Dr. Marion, let me tell you something. We are so thankful that you came here today. And uh, please come back and join us anytime because you have some good, valuable information. Thank you very much for having me. All right. All right. As always, like we say, don't ever give up on your dreams. Keep pushing forward. And remember, you got this. <laughs>